Clayton. John Clayton. Hey, Mom, I'm done with my This is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton. Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. We're talking football with the professor, John Clayton. We do it every day at this time with Wyman and Bob on 710 ESPN Seattle. If you guys have some questions for John you want answers for, text them in. 421-3776. 421-ESPN. We'll try to get to some of your questions before we let them go. Hello, John. Hello, guys. More on the Antonio Brown front. How about that? You know, John, I don't know if it's possible for me to dislike him any more than I already did. Yeah, but he, yeah. He's working on it. He's oh, yeah. certainly working on it. He's a victim here. That's I love that the, the attorney has come out with this big, long statement. And, boy, Antonio, he's so put upon. He was the victim out there being forced, mm-hmm. forced to play, John. Yeah, and, and then how, I mean, how about that lie? And now how about what we find out today, what ended up happening? Like, for example, uh, you know, on the a couple of days, a day or two before the game on Sunday, he asked the team if they could move up a $1 million incentive. Now, understand, he's 24 catches short of a $2 million incentive, so he wanted a guarantee they would get a million dollars of it. And they said no. He got upset. So now he's got a contract issue. Secondly, now we find out just a few minutes, well, probably within the last uh, you know, hour, hour and a half, that he had a girl in his room uh, at the hotel, which is you know illegal uh, by protocol standards, and you know the girl ended up uh, tweeting out you know the vaccination test that he was taking in the room, you know because they had had the test right there, so that was a violation. Then of course uh, Bruce Arians did say that, uh, and again this is where I side. There, I don't think there's any middle ground on this. Uh, Arians said that the doctors said that you know he could play on Sunday, and they cleared him to play. And he played in the first half, and they said that he could play in the second half. But, of course, now Antonio says, well, I needed ankle surgery, and, and they all knew that. They didn't know that because he didn't need ankle surgery. I mean, can this guy make things any worse? No. I, well, yeah, I think he could. I, yeah, he could, I think yeah. he does. And he's, he just reaches new level of buffoonery wherever he lands. And, you know, again, the the idea that, you know, first of all, we saw him yeah. skip off the field. He didn't, there was no limp. There was no, no, you know, I'm not saying he doesn't have an injury, but, you know, all of a sudden he's the victim. And Bruce said he was complaining about targets, which sounds a little more realistic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still stunned, John, to hear the talking heads, former players, whether it's Marcus Spears, whether it's Keyshawn Johnson, when they're asked the question, will he get another shot? And they're saying, yeah, he will, oh. because he's talented. I'm thinking, what are you talking about, man? This is the Bucks got burned. They, this is what you get. This is what everybody was afraid mm-hmm. of happening. That's why teams weren't beating down his door to, to sign him because they were afraid of something like this. And, and this is what the Bucks get in return. The idea that a guy who's going to be 34 years old or is 34 at this point is going to get another team to go, yeah, but he won't do that here. Yeah. I mean, come on. He, I think he – do you Done. think he ever sees the field? No, I don't. I'm with you. I, I mean, I, I, the, you know, the talking heads are talking heads. And I think they're talking wrong because how can you have justify you know bringing in Antonio Brown with the problems that he has? Because obviously, I mean, you know, look look at every can, can he have any more violations? You know, he's now called out Tom Brady's partner, uh, you know, uh, Alex. Oh, his Dolan, trainer, right? His trainer, yeah, yeah, Alex Guerrero, and called him out, and you know, it's not, and he's obviously elevated above being a trainer because now they're partners in TB12 and all that different stuff. So he has got involvement in that. And so he called him out and said, oh, yeah, well, uh, he he charged me $100,000. It's 
It's like, for what? Did he really? No. It's like, mm-hmm. let's put it this way. If, if Alex Guerrero was stupid enough to give a charge of $100,000 for services, then Alex Guerrero is the dumbest person in the world because this guy doesn't pay off anything. <laughs> Somebody uh, added the question, asked the professor if Brady has changed all the locks at his house. I would hope. Isn't he, <laughs> isn't he live, living with he, him? Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, geez, Tom Brady goes above and beyond to get this guy in yeah. there and make him feel comfortable and bring him into the fold and everything. And this is this is what you get in return. This is how Antonio Brown responds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. It, I'm looking at Pro Football Talk, and I it just refreshed, so they must have put it in. Russell Wilson, my goal is to win more Super Bowls, and plan is to win them in Seattle. Okay, mm-hmm. so there it is. It's solved. Yeah. We don't have to talk about it anymore, right, John? No. Yeah. Well, we, well, obviously we will, but again, it's like uh, it's like – uh, how much, he's now said this now. This is like the third round that he's gone about and said something like that. And so it's like, I mean, the only thing was everybody overreacted you know, a week ago when he says, well, but you never know. Oh, but you never know? Does that mean he's yeah. going to get traded? It's like, come on. Yeah. So is today uh, the biggest news, John, uh, is the, the whole Antonio Brown thing? Yeah. Is that what? Oh, yeah, yeah no doubt. I mean, because, again, it just, it just continues to get worse and worse and worse and uh you know it's like uh he's he's his own worst enemy i I love the fact that now at least some people were saying hey the one common denominator with the four teams that he's been with the problem hasn't been the teams which he claims it's the teams the problem's been him yeah didn't you say yesterday that he had he has some kind of legendary pain tolerance or no. something that he's known for that? I thought no. I mean, again, I heard he, that somewhere. Yeah, I, that one I hadn't heard, but uh, yeah. yeah, because let's put it this way, sure hasn't shown it this year. I mean, he's missed ten games, ten, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, sure, I know he's they had it spiked up to like seven point five, uh, you know, targets a game, which is like two more than last year, and he's got 42 catches, two less than last year. But again, 10 games the guy's missed. So yeah. is is all of, sorry, Dave, is, is all of this just about him uh, trying to recoup some money he feels like he's owed, or is it just, I'm not the bad guy, there? Yeah. I'm the victim, they're the bad guy? What, what do you think little, his little motive bit of is everything. in all of this? Obviously he wants money because you know he asked the team for money over the weekend and didn't get it, and was upset about that. Now, of course, he's trying to revamp and you know, improve his reputation, which, of course, is getting worse and worse and worse. So, yeah, it's just uh, it's a, it's a disa- disaster. John, you see Ryan Neal tested positive. Yeah, not good. Boy, what do you think they're going to do as far as, uh, you know, they, they've got the, the kid Josh Johnson yeah. who's on the practice squad, and you've got Ugo Amadi. That's pretty mm-hmm. much it, right? Yeah, pretty much, although Sidney Jones did come back, and they got Damian Lewis back. So it's a two for one. But again, Ryan, Ryan Neal has done such a great job. I mean, you picked that up so early as far as the great job he was doing. And, uh, you know, it's like and you can see that that could be a big. Now, again, it's like, you know, he's still, I guess, technically can come back. But I think it happens this late in the week. He's not going to be back for this final game. Yeah, well, they, and just kind of in a pinch as far yeah. as safeties go. And, you know, we were just talking about Marquise Blair. What? What a shame for that guy. I worry that he's one of those guys that might never get going, John. He, you know, he, he played really well in the 2020 uh, preseason, not preseason, but, yeah. you know, the, the camp that I was going out and watching. He looked really good, and he got hurt in, what, game two or three, mm-hmm. you know, that year, and then he gets hurt this year. I mean, it's just uh, – and that was Moyer's choice. We are talking to Paul Moyer, and, and I'll ask you the same 
question that Bob asked him. Where would you go free agent-wise? What would be the first, like, most important? I think, Bob, you and I were talking about pass rushers, but mm-hmm. Moyer, yeah. Moyer went with nickel corner. Yeah. Because remember, just I don't know. Coleman, about not, I think, you know, an outside corner, not necessarily a nickel corner. Yeah. You I think mean, that's I, where they, they, yeah. they should spend their money? Well, I mean, along with uh, offensive line, I did see one mock draft today, and they have them uh, taking in the second round an Ohio State offensive lineman who's been on the Ohio State squad for five years. And so, you know, because uh, they, they've got to come up with a couple offensive linemen, two or three, to try to get the depth and get the starts and different things like that. So offensive line and cornerback, I think, right now are the two biggest things. And, again, on pass rusher, I mean, it's like just be patient on that because, again, they've got a, they've got numbers. They may not have, you know, great sack guys or anything like that, but at least they have numbers of guys that they can use. Hey, we were we were talking uh, earlier about some of the Seahawks' free yeah. agents to be. One of those guys is Al Woods, mm-hmm. uh, who's coming off such a good year. I know By the he's... way, he went on COVID nineteen. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Is is he on the list? Yeah, he went. I, he's on I, the list. Yeah, he went on yesterday. I, oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. Oh, oh that's a huge bummer. All no right. doubt. Um, he's not. He's uh, he's going to be thirty five years old. So yeah. he's not a young guy. He's not old old, but he's coming off. Maybe his most effect, effective season since he's been in Seattle. Do you mm-hmm. see him coming back, or is it up to him if he wants to play? Or you think I, yeah. I would think it'd be a no-brainer to bring him back. Yeah, I think. It? I mean, I, I I think he wants to come back, but uh, you know, like we'll see if he does or doesn't, and all that stuff. Because again, there has to be a lot of decisions made by the players and the team as far as who's back and who's not. Well, and didn't he opt out last year? Yeah, he opted out yeah, because of the yeah. pandemic. Because of the pandemic. And yeah, because, again, it's a, like, and you saw that with offensive linemen and defensive linemen, you know, the biggest bodies in the bigger room. Bigger guys. Yeah, yeah, the bigger guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it was interesting. You were talking about, uh, we were talking about yeah. the other day about um, Cliff Kingsbury. And on Josh uh, Josh Weinfuss, who was on uh, with Jake and Stacy, he was going on and on about, um, about Kingsbury and how yeah. – you know, saying uh, his play calling isn't good, his game management. He felt kind of the same way. I think you said yesterday yeah. that had they not yeah. been a playoff team this year, they were going to seriously consider. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But boy, there was there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of complaints. He felt like, and I'm thinking, hey, if ownership, the Bidwells are thinking that way, he better win um, at least one playoff game. That's right? what that's what Josh is thinking. Because Josh is thinking if he doesn't win a playoff game, the first playoff game, he could be in trouble this year. Yeah. But, yeah, and then also he, he talked about penalties. And, you know, I get it because they're top ten as far as yeah. penalties go. But I've never put much into that. Um, I'm looking at the, the top ten most penalized teams. Now, obviously, you don't want the stupid ones that, you know, the – uh, jumping off sides and things like yeah. that, but six playoff teams are in the top ten as far as most penalized. I've never really put too much into it. It's Dallas, I mean Las Vegas, potential uh, Buffalo, Arizona, the Chargers, Kansas City are all in the top ten as far as most penalized, and it's just not a, a stat I, I've found that is very indicative. A lot of times, you know, really aggressive teams, and the Seahawks will end up when they were really good sometimes in the top ten as far as most penalized. It's like yeah, some of them are aggressive penalties. Yeah, and I think also what ends up happening, too, because these are better teams, they get bigger-name crews as far as referees and uh, guys that are officiating, and those guys may call more penalties than some of the other guys. 
Again, if you guys have questions for John, text him in, 421-3776. That's 421-ESPN, powered by Mac and Jack's Brewing mm-hmm. Company. We'll try to get to some of your questions. Uh, John, we talked about Joe Judge going off the other day, talking about everybody wants to play here and guys that have left call me every week wishing they were here and all that. He did have two of his current players kind of stand up for him, Saquon Barkley and uh, Logan Ryan, I believe, mm-hmm. was the other player, sort of backing him up in in that. Do you, are they just being leaders, good guys, or do you think – Hey, the, the, that locker room really supports him. Does he have that support out there? I question it because, again, it's like uh, it may not be as bad as Matt Patricia, but you can't say it's good because, I mean, there's a bad vibe in that locker room that from what I hear and, uh, you know, and part of it has to be him because he, he makes stupid speeches and doesn't he does all kind of different things of that nature. And so it's like you just kind of shake your head, but he is going to keep his job for one more year. Hey, Bob, uh, ask the question, or Lefko, yeah. uh, if you could take a player from Super Bowl 48, was that from 2013 season, yeah. put him on this team, who would it be, John? Hmm, good question. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Russell Wilson's one of the keys. But he is on the team. But he's, oh, but so. Somebody you don't have that you ha- would would take that could help this team the most right now. Huh, I don't know, maybe, maybe. I went with Cliff, Cam Chancellor. Bob yeah, Cam, with... Cam, yeah, Cam Chancellor, and maybe you can make the argument uh, for you know one uh, Cliff Averill. Oh, that's what Bob said. My, Look at my, that. Michael Bennett. Clayton's like, a genius. He picked both of ours, Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said he. Dave went with Cam. The thing is, there aren't any wrong answers. There were no. so many just impactful players on that team. But Dave, Dave went with Cam. I went with Cliff or Sherm. It was kind of a tie just because Sherm, obviously the talent, but the attitude and sort of the dog in him that he would bring to the table. And then Mm -hmm. Cliff was Cliff was just a consistent disruptor, which they don't have for whatever we thought they had those guys combined with Dunlap and Benson Mayoa and Hyder and all these other players, but it just hasn't been there, and certainly not even close to a consistent level. Yeah, but of course, I mean, that's, it's, it's kind of unfair to compare anything to the Legion of Boom because now what you're talking about is one of the greatest secondaries in the history of the league. And so it's like, how do you make a comparison to that? It's kind of like making a comparison to the 2013 team. I mean, this yeah. franchise will never have a team that's going to play as well and be as talented as 2013. You know, it's like it just doesn't happen. Yeah, that's why I was talking about Cliff with the pass yeah. rush. Yeah. 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 Hey, uh, I heard a, heard a rumor. Uh, I think it was from Paul Calvisi. There was a chance about mm-hmm. J.J. Uh, Watt possibly making it back for the playoffs. What do you think, John? Uh, possibly. I'm not sold that it can happen, but like anything else, it depends how long they're going to go into playoffs. And if they're obviously eliminated in the first playoff game, then that's not going to happen because I don't think he's going to be available for the first playoff game. But if they can win a game or two, yeah, maybe he has a chance. Hey, by the way, just an, an update on your, your guy, Hub Arkish. Apparently, the Associated Press won't be stripping him of his vote. This year? Of, this year. Huh? So you, you think in the future? I mean, it, yeah. it feel like if they were going to do it, it would be this yeah, year, Yeah, I think you it? have to stand up for him now. I mean, I think that uh, that would be unfair to uh, take it away like that because he's embarrassed himself, he's embarrassed the AP, all those different things. But I think to, to do that, that would just be a little bit too much. Plus, I mm. like Hub. Well, it's not about being likable yeah. or unlikable. He just what he did well, like was, he, or he said was ridiculous. So, yeah, was, I thought, thought Aaron Rodgers was a jerk. Well, and he and he might be right about that, but having that be the deciding mm-hmm. factor in your vote for who was the most valuable player in the league, mm-hmm. the, the the two shouldn't be connected. 
No, agreed. Agreed. I mean, and again, you know, you're technically as an AP voter not allowed to announce your vote. And technically, well, it, it, I guess technically he didn't. He just announced who he wasn't going to yeah, vote for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you just can't get into those type of specifics. Yeah, not good. Hey, John, we uh, heard the thing about uh, Marcus Golden getting the the million dollar yeah. bonus if he gets two more sacks. There's probably a lot of that going on right now here at the end of the season. Um, you know, I mentioned something about Antonio Brown, mm-hmm. but uh, but that that stuff only comes out if they volunteer it, right? I mean, no, it's, I mean, you, you can go on uh, sports uh, sports can and uh, they'll they'll have some of the things that are there. Maybe not all of them, but I mean, yeah. you can go on different websites, particularly those that concentrate on the salary cap, and see what some of those incentive bonuses are. Yeah, like, for example, I think that, uh, you know, Jadevian Clowney is like uh, one sack away from getting a nice nice little bonus, 750000 bucks or something of that nature. Wow. Uh, John, the 425 asking, if hmm. if the Seahawks decide to make a change with their defensive coordinator, who does John think might be a viable option? Gus Bradley. He's, you know, he's been in the system. He's on the Raiders staff right now. And then, uh, you know, here's kind of an interesting thing that I'm hearing, because obviously, you know, John Harbaugh is letting it to be known that he would consider coming back in the National Football League. Okay, Jim Harbaugh. So, yeah, Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, okay, so here's Jim Harbaugh thinking about coming back, and it's like, okay, so would it be the Chicago Bears, where he's had a long, long career as a player and that, or would it be the Raiders? And right now, more people think it's going to be the Raiders. And the reason being is that uh, – you know, the Chicago Bears is going to drag it out, make it a long search that's going to take forever. And so that's that's obviously going to be a little bit of a problem where Jim Harbaugh is not going to wait. It's like, hey, Mark Davis, you want me? Hire me. Pay me. Uh, John, another question from, from uh, the 253. Please ask the professor if Bobby Wagner will restructure his contract. Greg Bell had an article saying he wouldn't. I haven't read that article, so I'll just take the texter's word for it. But I've been told multiple times the team doesn't need the player's permission if they want to restructure. Well, no, they do. I mean, because, again, it's like uh, you know, they can cut him. But, again, I don't think they want to, you know, like, and, and to, to restructure. I mean, he has to agree to it. Because, again, you just can't mandate and say, oh, you're taking a pay cut down to this. That doesn't happen. That's not part of the National Football League. And say what you want. This is a union. And you can't go to a union employee and say that, uh, oh, by the way, here, here you're going to go down to this number. I mean, you go down to that number, and he says no, then you have to cut him. So had you heard that he would not be willing? I mean, we just heard him yesterday saying that he he's a, uh, he's a good business guy, and he's willing to work, and he's optimistic something's going to get done. So I think that yesterday kind of cleared it up a little bit more. All right, John, from the 509, the Seahawks are up by a ton against the Cardinals. That's, huh? That'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, are, you're going in for garbage time minutes. What position do you go in to play offense or defense? I guess they're asking about you. Why is it a defender? <laughs> Who would you be, John? What would you? What position would you be? Uh, here at the house, uh, working on the sidelines. So okay. it's like, but yeah. on a football field. Very on a football field. No, we know I, how John yeah. feels about the hypotheticals. Yeah, it's yeah. like I, I am not an athlete, so – don't put me in a position where I have to make a decision where I would be as an athlete. I'm not yeah. an athlete. You know about the characteristics of every guy yeah. that plays on the team. But you've been doing this for like 100 years. Yeah. You're telling me you never thought about what position oh, you the, might play. If, if, if I had the ability, which I don't, I'd play cornerback. 
corner. You'd be a corner. Yeah. Wow. You know, corners, lots of pressure, John. They're on blast. I mean, you make a mistake, everybody sees it. Yeah, so? There you go. He's got <laughs> he's some stones. I mean, listen, Bob, he's Dave, got stones. Yeah, Dave, it's like yeah. I was on ESPN for 22 years, and you're yeah. visible there. If you make a mistake, everybody knows it. Okay, you're used to the pressure, <laughs> I mean, yeah, right? Look, look at Adam Schefter. Adam Schefter did a dance in that Chicago game, and he hurt his meniscus. <laughs> uh, 360 says John's a diva wide receiver. Oh, you should no. know 360. No. I just like that John was talking about, I'm not an athlete, I'm not an athlete, and then picks maybe the most athletic position yeah. on the field. <laughs> the hardest position on the entire field. <laughs> I thought John would be a hitter, maybe a yeah. strong safety, you know, weak side linebacker, something along those side, those lines, John. Not, not, not oh, you. Oh, the spirit of Danny says, you're a kicker. Sorry, John. Oh. That's mean. That's oh. a mean text. So yeah. in Dave's mind, you wouldn't be a football player. <laughs> oh, yeah. In Dave's opinion, yeah. Well, John <laughs> says he's not an athlete, so there you go. Uh, I was seeing that the, the Jets' offensive coordinator, Mike LaFleur, was uh, issuing an apology talking about the, the botched play call that, that cost them the upset victory against the Bucks, saying it's mm-hmm. 100% on me. And, you know, I, I, I can respect him doing that, but to, it feels like anytime something like this goes on with the Jets, you go, well, of course, it's the it's Jets. The Jets. That's, yeah. Yeah. Right? It just feels like they, they're just doomed to make the head scratching mistake or the mm-hmm. head, the boneheaded move with a player just is solid the guy i mean i know it's early in his tenure there but do you, do you feel like they found the right guy i like him but again you know he has to start proving it he has to start at some point winning now he doesn't have the talent right now to be able to win i, I like him as a coach like him as a you know a leader all those different things but uh you know there's been some issues right now as far as how he's coached and how shaky things have been and also how the defense hasn't been that good yeah john we appreciate it we'll talk tomorrow okay sounds good there you go if you missed any of today's cold hard facts brought to you by coors light made to chill download the podcast at 710sports.com coming up our player spotlight dj dallas is featured and he's got a refreshing take on the season and his role on the team that's coming your way next with wyman and bob on 710 espn seattle